0: Hello, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. So now we're getting ready to look at another, I guess we could call it series. Um, in this year and I'm going to read a scripture and I'm going to see if you can guess what we're going to be discovering over the next couple of weeks and so I'll be reading from Psalms the 69th chapter verses 1 through 3 and I'm going to read from the message Bible. God God save me I'm in over my head quicksand under me, swamp water over me. I'm going down for the third time. I'm hoarse from calling for help, bleary-eyed from searching the sky for God. Can you guess what we're getting ready to talk about? Okay, I can't hear you. It is going to be about trusting and waiting on God. And this is an area that I think we can all grow in. For me, it always seems as if I'm waiting on God, that I'm in the waiting mode. And I really don't like it, if I'm going to be honest with you. And at times, this psalms that I just read for you is exactly how I have felt that I am hoarse from calling on God that I cannot cry anymore because I'm just sorrowful and I'm seeking this guidance and I'm not hearing anything. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one who's felt that way. I'm not alone, am I? As we go through life, you know, The times where we're experiencing anxiety and stress. These are the times where the enemy tries to lead us toward a road that would make us think that God has abandoned us. Or that we're in sin and that's why we can't hear him. And sometimes that may be the case, but that's not always the case. The enemy tries to tell us that we are alone and that no one cares. And that even God doesn't care anymore. That he's angry with us. That this accident happened because he's angry with us. Or that, you know, we're finally suffering the consequences of our sin, of of disobedience. That the roosters have finally come home to rest. Or that we're lying in the bed that we've made. I think I've used almost all the cliches that I know. How many of you are feeling that way or have felt that way? We all go through this, but not just once, but several times, numerous times as we go through life's journey. Because God didn't mean it for us to be on the mountaintop the whole time. It's not always rainbows and unicorns. That's just not how it is. And so what I like to call the waiting period for me, I call it the in-between. I'm in the in-between. You know, I'm between, I've come out of the season, like for me, I've come out of the season of caregiving, and now I'm in this going to school mode and I'm just busy doing and doing, but I'm not content yet, but I know that there's something on the other side. It's, it's, I'm in between. You may be in between, you may be in between even though right now you're in the middle of caregiving, because you know that one day you will not have to caregive and then what will be next? The waiting can be hard, but it is in the waiting where our character is formed. Seasoned saints know this. Seasoned saints also know that it's not easy in the waiting period. It sounds, well, you just, you know, you wait on God. But we go back to our dear um, Abraham. He was 75 years old when God told him that he would give him a descendant. You remember how old he was when Isaac was born? That joker was 90. I can't even do the math. (laughs) And how long did Joseph have to sit in prison before he ever interpreted the dreams for the cupbearer and the the bread maker? And then once he interpreted the dreams and they left, he said, remember me? I I believe it was two years before the cupbearer remembered him. Waiting. We're in the waiting But it is in those times of waiting that God uses to form our character. That's where we experience growth in God. And that we see exactly what we're made of and exactly who God is. Like I told you before, that look in the mirror that God gave me as I embarked upon my caregiving journey. What I saw wasn't, or who I saw wasn't who I thought I was. (laughs) And truth be told, when I look in the mirror, the woman that I see now isn't quite the woman that I know I'm destined to be. But I take confidence in knowing that my God is still working on me, that I am not stagnating, but I'm moving forward. Whether it's an inch by inch or a mile by mile or kilometer by kilometer, whatever measurement you would like to use. Forward, moving forward is the task and being made in the images Image of Christ is our goal. I know I've talked to you about being stagnant, and that's not what God wants any of us to do. He wants us to be trusting in Him and to move forward and not just like I said, not just for me, but for all of us. The waiting isn't easy, and that's why James tells us that count it all joy when you undergo various trials and tribulations. Every time I read that, I'm like, wait, what? Even though I'm becoming a more mature Christian, it, you know, initially when you read that, you're like, brother, you must be on some kind of medication. Why would I count it joy to be under a trial or tribulation, hardship, oppression, whatever? But it goes back to what I just said those are the times, those trials, those tribulations. That's where, we're, where God is pruning us, clipping off of the, the dead foliage, the stuff that weighs us down, the excess baggage, grooming us to, to be more like his son. But not just in those trials and tribulations, but also during the waiting. Those are also times where God is pru- pruning us and grooming us because it is the waiting where we're really supposed to hunker in and just trust God. Those are the times where we're not supposed to look at what's going on around us or be envious of other people who seem to be prospering, who not just seem to be, but who are prospering, who are moving on with their lives. The For the single women out there, you know, your best friend or your friend of a friend of a friend, she's gotten married. Now everyone is married, but you're still not married. But you know God has a great plan for you. And this is the time where you need to trust in God right maybe you're undergoing a bad marriage right now but you know that that's the person God told you to marry and so you have to trust God and continue to be Christ-like in front of your spouse until God gives you a direction as to whatever the move that you are to make the waiting we're waiting on hearing from God waiting for him to tell us the next step trusting that he will tell us the next step step, in knowing that he has a good plan for us. It's also during this waiting period that we learn how we're to wait. The attitude that we're supposed to have. And I'll just full disclosure up front, don't take my attitude. Because sometimes I am not very pretty. I'm more bratty than anything else. And I suspect I'm not the only one like that. But that isn't pleasing to God. It says you remember the Israelites when they were fresh out of Egypt before they had God had um parted the Red Sea and they were like, well, Moses, why did you bring us out here? Now they saw all of the miracles that God performed, so they knew it wasn't Moses that was bringing, that had brought them out. They were just using him as a scapegoat. What they were really asking was, God, why have you brought us out this way? To die, wouldn't it be better if we went back? That's a form of complaining. And during the waiting period, that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to continue to put our faith in him, trusting in him, and just allowing his magnificent will to play out. So, my dear family, I want you to buckle up and I want you to get ready to delve into all that the word has to say to us about our God, about how he uses the time of waiting to bring us closer to him, and the attitude and behaviors we're to have as we're waiting and trusting in God. So it's gonna be fun. Let's pray. God, we thank you for consistently providing us direction as to how we can go further in your word, how we can grow in our relationship with you and with each other. Thank you for this new series that we're getting ready to embark upon where we learn more of how to trust in you and why we are to trust in you and how you use the period of waiting to draw us closer to you but also groom us. Help us to be very receptive for what it is that you have to speak to us and that, we, that it falls within the good soil of our hearts so that it will grow. And we will once again be closer in the image of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us to realize that you do have a good plan for us and to not look at the circumstances and to ignore all of the negative thoughts that the enemy places in our hearts and in our minds as to why we're in this mode of waiting, why you have grown silent. Help us to remember what your Apostle Paul said, that nothing can separate us from your love. That because you are for us, who can stand against us? So it isn't that you're angry with us. It's that this is a time of waiting, which is a testing period. You already know the outcome of the test. We don't. But help us, Father, to trust you so that when the test is over, we only have to be tested on this particular issue once before we move on to the next. We love you, Father, and we praise you. I ask that you... Touch each and every person who's listening. Help them to feel your presence and your love. I ask that you open up doors of opportunity for them to walk through and also close the doors that you would not have them go through and help them to know the difference, to not be upset if they did not get the job. It just means that's not the job for them. To not be upset if a relationship doesn't work on, work out. Allow them to come to you with it and then let it go. Because once again, people come into our lives for a season. But in everything that they do, that I do, help us to be mindful that we are your children and to allow it to bring honor and glory to your name. Bless the loved ones that we're caring for, Father. Help them feel your love through us and give us a heart for them. Help us to walk in kindness and in love and in patience, all the fruit of the Spirit during this season of caregiving. We don't know the outcome. We may think we do, but you are the ultimate provider. You are the ultimate physician. And when it is your time that you call our loved ones home, you will do it. And we will be grateful for the time that you've given us to be with them. Bring joy, Father. Bring hope as well. Bring direction and help them to feel your love. This we pray in the name that is above every name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Alrighty. I look forward to talking to you next episode. Go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.